Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, lovely people. Okay, today is all about habits part three. And we've had a look at the foundational habits. We've had a look at kind of like an introduction to habits and why they're important. This one, we're going to talk about how to make them stick. Okay, how we know when they're kind of like working for us, not working for us. So it's full of practical stuff. So make sure you've got a pen and paper ready for this one. It's going to be really, really, really useful for you. Um, Anyone who doesn't know the live alcohol experiment, This Naked Mind is starting in uh, November. I will be one of the coaches there for you. So it's going to be the probably the best, th- I think about 35 quid um, investment that you've ever made. If you're, you know, wherever you are in your journey, if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know where I am, I want to explore. The whole point of it is it's an experiment. It's not a challenge. It's not like a, you must do this. It's let's come and learn what's available, which you know me and Ellie are all about. And that's what this podcast is all about. So there's a link below the um, podcast on the show notes, wherever you're listening from. Come and hang out. Without further ado, I'm going to hand over to me and Ellie for Habits Part 3. Got it. Sorry, Got just it. I'm, just gonna, I'm definitely leaving one of those in at some point. Perhaps today is the day. I'm, I'm utterly confused now. Is in one of oh, the Oh, no, it. I get it. Right, sorry. You don't need to wow. know that. Right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about habits again so this is part three of three so if you haven't listened to the other two episodes please do go back and have a listen because they all make sense in flow together we wanted to get into this episode at the end all about how so the more the more practical so we talked about why habits are important and what sorts of things they might be Mm -hmm. and now we want to talk about well how the bloody hell do you create them and maintain them and keep motivated? I I hear so much from clients in all sorts of different situations, many like me where you've got little kids running around. It's like, well, how the fuck do I do all of this stuff? I can barely, you know, get through the days it is without adding in an hour's worth of meditation and journaling and exercise and all of this sort of stuff. I love how you said that. That was lovely. Exercise. Exercise. Oh, God. Right. I'm going to stop now. We're going to get into it. And we've got lots. This is this is really, really tactical and practical. So get your little pen and paper out or listen and then listen again with your pen and paper out because there's going to be lots of different ideas and things that you can try in here. So there they are. Super Sam, let's talk about how to create habits. Mm. And we were going to reference, there's a wonderful book, by the way, which we will reference right up front called Atomic Habits by Mr. James Clear, I think is his yeah. name. And there's another one, um, which I'll, I've actually got on the bed, which I'll grab in a bit. Um, right. But we'll reference that later. Um, yeah. So, and, and Yeah. Cool. Okay. So where are we going to start this journey? So Atomic Habits, the reason I want to reference that is because I really like his framework. Mm-hmm. So his framework is four things. It is, number one, make it obvious. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And number four, make it satisfying. So I... I talked to this a little bit when I um, did the alcohol experiment, the live alcohol experiment a while ago. And so to give some color around it, one of the habits that I was embedding at the time was a morning routine. And so the make it obvious was set an alarm because what I wanted to do was I wanted to get up earlier when the kids weren't up and I wanted to be able to get on with the, the specific things like journaling, meditation, breath work, and yoga, um, physical practice. I wanted to do those things first thing in the morning. And I knew that I could find uninterrupted time, hopefully where everyone else was asleep. So the first thing to make it obvious, I had a signal that it was time to do it, which was called the alarm. And the other thing, the other interjection here is that there's something called the five second rule. Mm. I think Mel Robbins so if you, when you have that urge for something, or they have that, you have that impulse to do something, 
if you don't do it by second number five, so if I, when the alarm went off, I'd have one, two, three, four, five. If I wasn't up and out of bed, I'd of course roll over and hit snooze and just go back to sleep. So remember that five second rule. So I've got my make it obvious, the alarm's gone. Within five seconds, I'm up and I'm out. And that, that means I'm going to get it done, right? Then I've got to make it attractive. So how do I make it attractive? Well, you can, you know, buy yourself a nice new yoga mat or a nice new uh, journal and a, a what? Morel, as I like to say. Apparel, is that the word? How oh, do you apparel. know how to stress that? I thought you were talking about morel mushrooms. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Anyway, true, make, it attra- make it attractive. Make it enjoyable. Like you, you um, it, This is all about dopamine and wanting, right? So mm. if you make it, make it attractive, then make it easy. This is about removing friction. And so when you are trying to build a habit, you want to remove the friction. Part of the friction that I had with my morning routine back then was it was winter, it was cold and it was dark. My yoga mat is over there. I'm in a separate part. This is in the garden where I record from here. So I'd have to get up out of my lovely warm bed and then come downstairs, dance across the garden in the cold. And you could, you could argue that that's friction because you're not necessarily gonna to wanna to go out in the cold and wet. However, I made that attractive. I wanna get my feet in the morning dew and the cold mm. and I want to have the, you know, the earthing experience. But if that was friction to me, what I would have to do is find a way to remove that friction. I'm going to take my yoga mat and I'm going to practice in the house first thing mm. in the morning, remove the friction. This works both ways. So if you are trying to um, break a habit like drinking for some people in the short term, friction can be really helpful. Like I'm not going to keep alcohol in the house or chocolate. I'm not going to keep chocolate in the house because the friction there is I've got to go to the shop to buy it. So that's why friction comes in and can be really helpful. And then the last one is make it satisfying. So again, this is about like, you know, good um, positive emotion, because if you have positive emotion and you feel satisfied, you are going to want to do the thing again. And the there's a side note to delayed gratification right because you're not think something like meditation you would hope that you're going to get the benefit in the short term in the in the immediate moment but sometimes we don't right sometimes you meditate and you uh, it can it can feel not as um uh wonderful as other times but the the cumulative benefit is great So we have to also think about delayed gratification. You're not going to get all of your wonderfulness up front with these habits always. So that's, that's where the atomic habits thing comes in. And it's a great book to go and have a a read of yourself, but those four principles, when you're thinking about building your own habits, you want to consider those four things. Can I speak to a couple of them, things that Mm. occurred to me as you were talking? Oh, sure. That was awesome. First thing I thought of when you were talking about the five second thing is that um, often I think your highest self, like people are often trying to figure out like, well, what's the real me? What do I really want for me? I've got all these voices in my head. One of them is telling me to eat in the chocolate cake. One of them is, you know, et cetera. <laughs> I, the way I would frame it is, well, you know, obviously if, you know, however you want to frame it, if the universe is coming through you, if your highest self, if your best self, you know, it's the thing that is going to serve you the most. So often what hits us within that first five second window is more of a feeling response an intuitive response to what's happening in front of us. And if we lean into that, we get that. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're like, you go, you walk past the person in the street and you're like, yeah, I should give him a couple of quid. Right. When you do it, you feel good. Right. But then if you're not careful and you keep walking, then it's like, Oh, and then you create a story about around why you can't go back and you can't do that. And it's like all the thinking comes in. So like if we lean into like the doing things um, through feeling response, often we just start being more in flow with who we, who we really are. So I think that's really important to acknowledge. Um, the second thing made me laugh about the, the apparel thing is like, you know, I, I find that like, am I saying it wrong? Apparel. I can't no, it's, it just makes me think stress, of isn't it? all the gear and no oh, idea. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh mate, well that's, that's like, welcome to my life. Um, I end up with an idea in the end, but we all start with no idea and all the gear. It's quite funny. However, it's interesting. There is a window of opportunity um, for example, if you say to yourself, yeah, I'm going to get into yoga and you go and buy yourself the new amazing yoga mat, you will have a few weeks of 
um, wow, I've got this new thing, this new material thing mm. that's really cool. And if you use that as leverage to get you to the map, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, mm. If you just stick it in the cupboard and then don't go to it, well, the like natural response that we all have to anything material, it just, you know, the it starts to go. So use it as leverage, use it as a reason to like, yeah, I'm going to go use my new funky yoga mat. I'm going to go use my new climbing shoot. So I'm going to use, you know, and, and leverage that to like build the habit up. So I thought that was cool that you mentioned that. Mm. Um, um, just a reflection from my life and like meditating, like, I used to just basically just sit up and meditate in bed. I was like, is it perfect? No. Am I sitting there with a perfectly straight back? Maybe not. Am I, you know, am I doing it every day? Yes. Did I build a habit so that I now like come and meditate in different areas? And yeah, like, so if that's what's going to get you doing it, do it, right? Stick mm-hmm. the cushion behind your back, get a straight back, sit in bed, meditate. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and yeah, that was the biggest thing. The positive emotion thing I think is huge. But those, those things... Um, came to me in the moment mm. when you were talking but I love that frame as well I think it's a great book yeah it is it is and so let's talk a bit about that then so positive positive emotion is important mm-hmm. because we can I think the tendency is to set a goal by what you want to achieve mm-hmm. as opposed to how you want to feel mm. we're going to have more success with your habits if you frame them with how you want to feel mm-hmm. as opposed to giving yourself an arbitrary, you know, number of times that you want to go to the gym or, you know, do you understand like that? Is that relevant? How many times you go to the gym or is it more relevant to think, well, I want to feel strong. Yeah. I want to feel really strong and grounded and sturdy. <laughs> that was a great face. Or sexy. I want to feel sexy. Damn I it. Feel, I always feel sexy. <laughs> all right alan (laughs) and then of course the other thing that's linked in with this is grace and compassion so in the world of this naked mind we talk a lot about positive emotion because as as something that leads the way because we are going to if if we feel better we're going to do better Mm -hmm. the positive emotion is key and also to, to maintain that positive emotion or to stalk it in the first place, we need grace and compassion for ourselves. So if you set yourself the goal of, I want to be sexy, and then your way to being sexy is that you're going to go bouldering, (laughs) like Mr. Sam, then um, you you are more likely to have success if you are graceful and compassionate in that endeavor. And what I mean by that Wearing is... Wearing hot pants. Wear your apparel. Wear your hot pants apparel. And when, uh, when somebody's rude about your apparel, then you can be kind to yourself about your apparel. No. Shake your what, booty. Yeah, you can shake your booty. Um, you can give yourself grace when you wake up that morning and you think, do you know what? I don't really want to put my hot pants on today and go bouldering. Don't really want to do it. Don't feel like it. If you beat yourself up about it because you spent a lot of money on those hot pants and you want to go bouldering, but you don't feel like it. If you beat yourself up, what's going to happen? Mm. You're going to go less and less and less. Whereas if you, if you say to yourself, well, do you know what? Look, Look at what I've done. I've got the pants. I look good in the pants. I've already been twice this week. That's great. I'm going to, I'm going to cut myself a bit of slack. I'm going to give myself some grace and I'm not going to beat myself up about um, listening to my body and taking a rest. Cause often your body is just trying to tell you something and you may need yeah. a rest. hundred percent. I love that. I don't think I have anything to add. Well done. I'm looking forward to seeing you in your hot pants in the in the Facebook group we're going to do a live in the Facebook group with Sam yeah. in his hot pants his bouldering hot pants you on today mm. um <laughs> yes so the the only other thing that I was going to say that is kind of linked to this is that intention is everything so where I see people struggle is if they're not clear about their intention and this is again coming back to like the, I, I want to feel strong as opposed to setting a goal about an activity or a specific end result um, in terms of achieving something. So think about what is your intention. And then the next step is then being really, really deliberate in how you plan for it. 
and then we can start crafting yeah. how you actually build the habits. And just as a someone said something to me very very wise, um, a yogi in India said to said to me, you know, loads of people come in in here like from the west and they're doing yoga and they're obsessed with being flexible. He's like they're obsessed. I was going to do a, I was going to do his little accent then, but I'll just, I can't. It's no, please don't do that. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing an accent as long as you do it well. But that's why I haven't because I can't do it. Um, and he was basically um, like, you know, loads of people come in here. They're obsessed with being flexible. They think the idea behind yoga is being flexible. And he's like, you know, for what? Um, the idea of flexible is a path. You know, you're moving to be enlightened. Like you're moving to, and he was kind of like, you know, you're going to get so flexible that you're going to be able to fit yourself in a box. Great. Okay. And then what are you going to do? A smaller box? Like what's the goal here? Like, where are you going to end up? You know, it's the goal of yoga is to be at peace, to be, you know, yoga means, you know, unity. Um, and like, that's it. Like it, it means to be like together and to be, and to be connected. So it's got, you know, you might get flexible along the way. Brilliant. But that's not what's going to keep you going back to the mat. I'll tell you as somebody who exactly. has tried to do yoga to get flexible and it ain't happening right now, folks. Like it just isn't for me. Like I'm just not built. My partner, like she's crazy flexible. She can do all sorts of crazy stuff. I won't be able to do. If my goal was to just be like her, then I'd be fighting my body in a lot of ways. So we have to like meet ourselves where we are and set ourselves, you know, that, 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 the, that's it focusing on the process and focusing on like mm. you know feeling good or feeling healthy because this is the thing I would argue to anybody argue wrong word I would say to anyone like my experience from the gym for example is yeah okay it can take you between eight to 12 weeks to start seeing some real like strength gains right in like whoa yeah like I'm um, however how long will it take you to feel stronger in your body mm. and mind not long mm. Like if you go two or three times and we always say that to ourselves, why have I put so much of a barrier in front of me in this? You know, if I'd known that within two weeks I was going to be feeling so much better, you know, like I feel great and like I feel so much stronger mentally and physically, like, wow, this is fantastic. That's the difference between yeah. like, like that result, the result and the feeling. So I think that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. important. Yeah. Like that. thank you for bringing that to life because take that in contrast to, I went to the gym five times this week. great okay how does it feel so this is the thing keep keep coming back to how do things feel Mm. and your starting point is setting your intention why you why you were doing this and and, and all based upon how you want to feel I loved what you said about that's the thing that's going to keep you coming back to the mat because 100% Mm. is 100% so if it's a bit like when people have the their why they create their why for why they want to address their relationship with alcohol. That is the anchor that they keep coming back to. And it has to be strong enough. It has to be a big enough why or many whys that are going to keep you going when the times get hard, when you've got your hot pants on, you're sweating, you're bouldering and you need a lift. You can go back to your intention. And it will, this is so true. It will also encourage you to look after yourself. I know that going to the gym and doing the kind of straining, um, straining, training that I do is quite intense, right? So I do, you know, a lot of strength training um, and I'm big into like calisthenics and things like that. <laughs> straining. I mean, there is some straining involved. <laughs> um, I try and keep it to a minimum. Um, but, you know, ultimately I know that actually doing like, for example, doing mobility and doing like kettlebell mobility in between my strength workouts and doing proper flexibility, mobility, all these kinds of things is important to look after myself. So at some point, you know, I'm a human, I'm going to get a little bit injured. The other day in the gym, I was doing something and I slightly pulled my back, right? The next day, my reaction to that was, okay, I need to look after myself. I'm going because my, my goal is to feel good and to feel healthy and strong and feel like I'm supporting myself. Um, the next day wasn't offer in the past. It might've been off for sake. I can't go to the gym for two weeks. What's the point? Yeah. Mm. What I was like, well, no, I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to do some really slow stretching. I'm going to stretch out that area. I'm going to make sure that it's looked after. Mm. Um, I'm going to do some mobility work on my legs and I'm, and, you know, in a space of days, you know, my body has done what it needs to do and it's healed itself, right? Versus mm. lying in bed, being pissed off that I can't go to the gym for two weeks. So yeah. it yeah. will have a direct impact on how, on your levels of progress. Yes. Um, interestingly, if you make the progress kind of like the secondary thing, 
it will it will take care of itself. But if you make it the primary thing, you will get stressed out. Your brain will release cortisol that you're not achieving things. Mm. And very often in life, someone said something incredibly inspiring to me is that we don't set um, unrealistic expectations. We set unrealistic timelines, mm. right? For any of us, any of us can achieve anything. But when we say to ourselves, I want to be He-Man in a month's time, you know, that's when we get stressed out. When we say to ourselves, you know, well, it'd be great to be He-Man one day. And on the way, I want to feel all of these things that He-Man is. Then suddenly Mm. the journey changes. Mm. I love what you said there and how that links into progress. And the other thing, of course, that links into progress is celebration. Yeah. So if you celebrate where you're at and what you do, it's a bit like I was saying, well, you know, I, I, I might not have been three times this week, but I've been twice. Celebrate mm-hmm. the twice that you have been because that's going to put you in positive emotion, which is going to drive you forward as opposed to focusing on the, you could say the negative aspect of, well, I wanted to go three times this week and I've only been twice. So I've, you know, I've really let myself down here. That feels very, very different too. I've been twice this week. I've been twice and I felt good, yeah, felt strong, felt sexy. And it is a choice. It's absolutely a choice. You can choose to say to yourself, oh, I've failed. I haven't been, you know, or you can choose to say, wow, amazing. Like Mm. I had a busy week and I, and I went twice. Like that's incredible. And it's, it's, it's a choice. Like Mm. both of those um, are, are stories that you can connect with. One of them will empower you and one of them will, you know, possibly disempower you. So Mm. And, and positive people choose to be positive. Like there is a real, there is a, that is a large element of, of this. Yeah. Is, and is it has, and, it, and it's, as we've talked about before, it has to be deliberate because your brain is going to look for the negative because the brain is trying to keep you alive, keep you out of harm's way. So your brain is naturally looking for the negative, the danger. You have to be purposeful about looking for the positive. And this yeah. is why, um, you know, if you, if you want to set yourself a weekly check-in of, right, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate all the things that I've done, all of the little steps that go towards what, you know, whatever I've um, achieved as far as my intention of being strong, like what are all of the tiny little, little bits that, that make that up? Mm-hmm. That is a hugely powerful thing. Equally is a hugely powerful thing. If you just focus on the one thing that you haven't done. So um, the other thing that, I, that just came to mind as we were talking is about intention setting. And I've just written down that we're going to talk about that separately at some point, because I think that can sometimes be a tricky aspect for people, especially like I, I, it, it always makes me laugh. Like when you're in a yoga class and the teacher will say, right, set your intention at the beginning of class. And then, then they're like straight into the practice. And you're like, hang on a minute, I haven't had, I haven't had time to think about it properly. Yes, I, need to, oh, yeah, I want to think about my intention today. Thank you very much. So let's talk about that separately because I do think that, that is some, something that people can struggle with. Yes. So we rewards. were going to next, we were going to, oh, you want to talk about rewards or you want to talk about? Wasn't that the natural lead in? Um, I, think, I think I spoke over you before. No, that's fine. Um, the next stepping stone I had was getting into uh, how do you create that tailored plan for yourself? Awesome. Let's do it. Um, and the reason I call it a tailored plan is because your plan isn't going to look like anybody else's. It may yeah. have some of the same components, but it's going to be yours. It has to be yours. It has to be personal to you. And that's wonderful to have something that is tailored and unique to you. It's going to be far more meaningful than just copying and pasting somebody else's plan like a nice suit Mm, bespoke suit so um the the first point i've written down about this is again being deliberate so being very deliberate about the actions that you are going to take and the things that you are going to do that get you to where you want to be in terms of how you feel yes so uh a lot of people will often say to me like me they've got kids like how how do do you do this or how like how do you fit it in if you are not deliberate you'll never fit anything in you'll have lots of fanciful ideas 
but you will never actually make any progress with anything. There is the point where you, you have to, you have to start doing, even if it's not, you know, it's like you would talk, you can talk about snacks, right? It was like, you don't, you don't have to have this um, huge, like it doesn't have to be momentous. No. It just, it needs to be the first, you don't need to see the full landscape. You just need the first step. Imperfect, imperfect action each and every day over and over and over again, because perfect action doesn't exist. Mm. So we have to train ourselves into like imperfect action over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But there's nobody else can do this for you, right? You have to be deliberate in your planning. And the other thing that is helpful is communicating that plan to the people around you. So for example, I... I like to practice yoga. There are certain classes I like to go to. And I have to agree with my dear husband. When So we've got three kids, three dogs, busy household, couple of businesses. Full, he's got a full-time job too. Can't so, you do any more? Oh, yeah, sorry. I do charity work as well. Oh, <laughs> and a podcast. You, yeah, and a podcast. Uh, so I... But th- those those specific classes are so important to me, my intention, I have to protect and guard that time. But there's the step before that is communication with dear husband for, can he help me to protect that time? So there's a mutual respect of, he, he, he will support me in protecting that time. And then I will support him with his golfing endeavors. And I'm just about to do big shock face because he's bought the biggest, golfy net thing for the garden which kids love climbing on i'm not sure that's what it's for how long um, will it last <laughs> oh no he's no this uh oh god i won't even get into it's where he's going with this next yes okay. um but you have to when you're in a situation like mine where you've got a lot going on in a household and our kids are still very young so there's a lot of hands-on you have to communicate effectively to find Um, a mutually agreeable way to manage the time and similarly like my my other half is a get up later kind of guy I'm a I like to get up earlier and so right well how are we going to make that work then so I want to I want to get up and get my meditation done or my yoga class done or whatever the thing is so can you handle part one of breakfast with the kids whilst I do that and then you can go off and do part your one of how part, many how many courses do you have for breakfast I, well I just mean it's like you start breakfast off what you mean. and you you would you know you'd everyone would love to have a family where everyone sits nicely around the table and eats their breakfast and then trots off to go and get ready together I was being I was being silly. oh my good Sorry. god it's like it's a shit show in, in our house on a morning <laughs> we're trying to get everybody <laughs> ready for school so part two of the shit show isn't it? It's not like part one of breakfast, part two, but it's sorry, part one of the shit show, part two of the shit show. I'll take part two of the shit show whilst you go and do your Peloton bike or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so th- there's this, you know, mutual recognition <clears throat> of we need we need to both have this time, this protected time. So how can you support one another in protecting that time? yes and I think it's really interesting as well to frame that if you live alone and you know I've spent a long time so I now live with my with my uh, partner Robin but until you know I lived alone for a long long time and you have to have that dialogue and that protected time with yourself you Mm. have to communicate with you and you have to say okay I'm going to go through a process of realizing this is important um, and this is why I'm going to guard this time because otherwise everything will bleed into one another Um, and yeah, I mean, we can talk about that, making the things, you know, I mean, the smart thing is very important, isn't it? You know, making these things, you know, specific, you know, so that they, you know, so they matter, so they're meaningful to you, making them measurable. Yeah. So you're going to know whether it's an emotional measure of like, I'm going to start feeling better when this is achieved, achieved or, you know, whatever the measurement is, uh, making it, making sure it's achievable, you know, relevant and timed the timed thing is huge like actually putting dates and times on things so you know when you're going to do them and that's part of the communication of like you know so on a Wednesday night this is what I want to do Mm. and you know how can we make that happen and how can I support you um in in making your thing happen on a Wednesday night Mm. um having that dialogue and just setting those sort of 
intentions together and the patterns together, they're mm. so much more likely to happen. Exactly. Do you know what, Sam? I hate smart. I hate it. It doesn't entire, have to be smart. No, but, but I was just you, you've you've got me to the point that where the way that you frame that, I like that. I honest to God, I've hated like my entire life. I've hated smart. What have you hated I about know, it? I, I don't know. I've, I've clearly got some inner work to do. I just I think, don't like it. I think <laughs> in a bit. I think the whole thing with you know, I mean, it, you know, it's just a framework. It basically it has to be meaningful. You have to acknowledge it. You have to know that you can achieve it. It has to challenge you, but not be too much. So like, it's just this thing of like, you know, if I was going to mark myself out of like 10 for fitness, say I mark myself as a six out of 10, it's not, how do I make myself 10 out of 10? How do I make myself 10 out of 10? It's okay. Well, how do I notch it up by one over the next couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, you know, how am I going to make myself feel good about this? For example, um, the biggest thing I would say, um, is actually just like you've said, Ellie, sitting down, writing down what you're going to do, saying when you're going to do it and at the time that you're going to do it. Um, mm -hmm. If you try and go through all that process in your mind, we just can't lock it in in the same way. It just doesn't get locked in. Mm -hmm. um, and different people, different characters. I would encourage anybody out there who doesn't currently write down their goals or any of these things to just have a go. You will be blown away at the difference it makes. Mm. Mm. I was thinking about something. I'm going to have to bring it in a different podcast, different podcast because it's huge. You're going to it's derail us. No, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm determined not to. So I will bring that in. I'm just going to make a note for myself and I'll bring that in okay. at another time. Um, Did you want me to talk about snacks? Is, that, is this a good point to talk about that? Or is that uh, snacks versus meals? <laughs> I love the way that you just said that. Yeah, go on. Let's talk about your snacking. Um this is this because it kind of comes into the kind of like um, measurable, achievable, this kind of stuff, right? Um, a lot of the time we we sort of set ourselves these ideas of like what the finished meal looks like. It's like, okay, well, when I'm a, when I'm fully meditating, I'm going to sit down every morning and I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes and I'm going to go for a whole 90-minute gym, gym session two or three times a week. And actually as humans, you know, we are we like to do lots of different things. I would encourage people to think of things more like snacks. So like, you know, it's like you have an exercise snack rather than a meal. So like very often I'll just like, so if I've been sitting a lot, like, um, well, for anyone who could see, I've got my big, like big calisthenics, like set up next to me. Right. So I'll just get out of the chair and I'll just do like 12 pull-ups or I'll do 15 burpees. It's like a, a little snack. It gets my heart pumping. It's how humans are built. We're supposed to do these kinds of like different movements and I feel good. So like, it's you don't have to go to the gym for 90 minutes. You can just go and get on the Peloton bike for five minutes. You can meditate for two minutes. And I would say over time, naturally, if you snack on things that are good, they will grow and they will grow. Um, so don't, you know, don't run before you can walk. Like it's you know, build these things up naturally. And, mm. you know, and also if you miss the gym one day, often sometimes some stuff happens, can't get to the gym. I, you know, for example, someone might book a call Ellie and I'm like, ah, oh, like, like I forgot to block that out or something. Cause I was going to go to the gym. Two choices. One of them is, ah, oh, you know, start berating myself for the fact that I didn't do that and that I'm not going to go to the gym. Or second one is, wow, this is amazing. I've got a call. I'm going to, I've got an opportunity to connect with someone that's going to be badass. I'm just going to do three rounds of eight pull-ups and I'm going to make myself feel good. Then I'm going to hop in the shower. Yeah. It's the choice again oh, yeah, between yeah. moving forwards or, you know, kind of like, where's your focus going to be? Yeah. And that illustrates just what we're talking about. So just last night, I, I, I remembered I hadn't been into my calendar for a while and there were certain things where I needed to block out the mm -hmm. time being deliberate to make sure that that time is protected so that I do the thing, because if I don't protect the time, there's always going to be more work to do, or there's always going to be another um, thing to write, or, you know, if you, it's the difference between being in control and just letting things happen to you through the course of the day, you know, being kind of blown by the breeze or setting your course and, and things like, I mean, phones, bloody hell, put your phone away. Like it's so easy to, I sat down to do some work the other day and I was like, oh, I'm going to write this thing and I'm really in the right frame of mind to do it. And I don't know, there was a notification or whatever. And I almost went to pick up my phone. I'm like, what the F am I doing? Because what, like, what, what am I going to, do I need to know what that thing is? I mean, yes, sometimes I do like the, the, the school of phoning. <laughs> yes, I might need to take that call. But 
I don't, I don't need that. Like it's an intrusion. I think you've got to be, it's a bit like when I stopped consuming the news, you've got to be really ruthless about what you let in. Yeah. So I loved what you said there because there's, there's two parts to it. There is the being deliberate and ahead of time, uh, scheduling the time in for yourself as because like my husband, people schedule meetings in his diary all the time. Like, well, where are you scheduling your own time in mm. to do the things that you want, the things that are important to you, the things that get you to where you want to be and how you want to feel. Um, and then the second part of what you were talking about is then reframing. So something so, so instead of, oh God, that's now, that's now set me off course, reframing it as a positive and giving yourself the gift of, well, I'm going to have a snack instead. I'm going to have a little burpee That's snack. And, and and what I really loved about what you said is it makes you feel good. Because if it makes you feel good, you're going to do more of it. That's it. And it's if- going to make you more effective on the call. And and so, and, and this is how you then get into momentum. And once you're in momentum, you know, you've launched the rocket. Things are a lot, you know, it's a, it's a lot easier. There's less, yeah. um, there's less friction. If I think, if you don't run the day, the day will run you. Oh yeah. And it yeah. will mm. like, and that is a choice very often. If you choose to, that's your choice is you're still running the day. If you say, I'm going to do my press ups and then I'm going to get on the corner. I'm going to enjoy it. You are running the day. Mm. If you say, Oh, I haven't been to the gym. Now this is happening. You're then out of your power. The day is then running you. Mm. So it's mm. like checking in with yourself. And, and just because you've had a bad hour or just because you've had a, a dodgy morning, right. You have, it's always your, your, within your power to choose again i think very often we're like well this yes. day's a fucking right off what's the point it's like well yeah. actually if you sit and have a mindful minute and choose again you can always start again oh i like that choose again i like that you know we should get t-shirts with that on sam i think well the thing is often what resets a day is if something positive that we didn't expect comes in it comes and resets the day for us mm. and we're like suddenly we just end up we get bumped 100%. back into a positive mood but we actually have the power to do that without the outside thing coming in. Mm. And that's, mm. that's about practicing that. Sorry, go on. You were going to say something cool. Like I, could uh, say- I just, I, I just, I am going to get those t-shirts. I love that because that is the biggest gift that you can give yourself. You know, if you, if you know that you have been um, knocked off your perch or you are not quite, you know, we talk about this emotional guidance skill. And if you're, if you're under 50%, what is the one thing that you can do to get yourself back up? the scale somewhere towards neutral then getting into positive emotion what is the one what is the one thing that's going to make a difference drop everything else do that one thing because when you feel better you're going to do better um what was the t-shirt what t-shirts are we having choose again oh mate that's it. it we've been right okay right there we're going to go. start we're going to make we're going to start selling you guys some merch Sick. <laughs> choose um again. choose again uh It'd be like those wham, you're too young for wham, aren't you? It'd be like the wham choose life t-shirts, but choose again, like it. Anyway, uh, so some of the sort of top tippy things around building your plan. Mornings are great, right? Because if you get the things done and out of the way early doors, you can celebrate them for the rest of the day and you feel really, really good and empowered and virtuous because you've done the stuff as opposed to it chasing your tail all day and morning is when you set precedence if you if you say to your brain it's okay for me not to follow through in the morning then you've set a precedent early if you complete the things that you wanted to then you will you know you will carry on in that energy throughout the day so mornings are powerful for that and if you're not a morning person, you can become one. That is definitely another episode. We can talk about that, how you become, how you go from being a night owl to being a morning there, there is biology at play to some extent, isn't there? But there's a huge amount of stuff that you can do to make yourself more of a morning person. Yes. Huge. Um, the other things that are on my list are having dedicated space for things. Mm. Um, so... If you, I mean, I'm very lucky in here in my office that I've been able to create a space that is really nourishing for me. Uh, I've talked to clients about making that I had one lovely client who made, she, or she described this, she called it her sanctuary. And I was originally talking to her about it being in a bedroom because that's kind of how I did it when I was trying to um, get rid of my sugar situation. 
and I was describing to her how I'd made this lovely sanctuary in my bedroom and it was kind of like a, a no phone zone and all this sort of stuff and she described to me how she'd taken that and she made it her back porch mm-hmm. and she really loves being in the garden and she loves um, cooking and pickling and all those sorts of things and she was talking about coming back from a really stressful has a very very highly stressful job coming back from that and being able to decompress you know sit out on a swing or a a lovely seat with some nice cushions and a nice blanket and the sun setting and looking out on the garden and the greenery and the flowers and the vegetables growing and just taking in all of the sensory information the sights the smells the sounds that are going on and it was just like, wow, like you want to transport yourself there because it's just a really, really beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was her. And it, she had to be intentional and very deliberate in building it. Candles and a little drink of kombucha and all the rest. But then that was her place for de- decompressing. And she could do her meditation now or her yoga nidra or whatever the thing was. But it was about having this dedicated space. And so, and, and then the second part of this is support structure and how her husband supported her was beautiful. The kids would want to see her because she'd just come in from work, but, and, and they would kind of have their hello and all the rest of it. But then her husband would say, right, kids, we're going to go and play a board game or go and watch a program together or get ready for bed. And mm-hmm. mummy's having a good half an hour of decompression time. And so having the support structure and the dedicated space just you know it was like a magic combo in in that um that example awesome and then the last thing i've got on my list is investment so a bit like you investing in your hot pants sam if you so where do we put our our time we put our time where we put our money so you know i there was a uh like a, a membership that I joined and it had a sliding scale. This is um, to do with strength training, it had a sliding scale and you could pay because they were trying to make it accessible for this start of the COVID situation. You could pay as little as 10 this Canadian dollars, 10 Canadian dollars a month or as much as 50 Canadian dollars a month. Now, I'm fortunate in that, you know, my financial position is such that I can, afford the 50 Canadian dollars a month, but 50 Canadian dollars, I'm looking at that, not as 50 Canadian dollars a month, but the value that I get in exchange for that. And mm-hmm. this was like three live <clears throat> classes a week. And, and this is, this is you're paying this for a month. I was like, that is insane. That is like the best value ever. Sign me up because I paid. So psychologically, because I paid the greatest amount I could pay, I was there at all of the live classes because I wanted to wanted to squeeze every last bit of value out of yeah. it. A bit like when I did the live alcoholics where I paid my $47. I'm going to every bloody live and watching every video when I get my $47 worth. Whereas if that was free, so let's say would if the alcoholics, well, this is an interesting one, had the alcohol experiment been because of course there is the free alcohol experiment. But let's say the live alcohol, if that was free. Would I have gone to every single live? Would I have watched every single video? Would I have done every journaling exercise? Maybe, maybe not. And the difference between, you know, the, the, the difference between the kind of result that you would get is very, very different. So if, if I didn't go to, if I, if I paid the least amount or zero to go to the strength training and then didn't go up because I didn't value it, then what would my muscles look like versus having gone regularly? Mm-hmm. So I do think it's an important thing to invest in yourself. You can choose wisely. It's not about spending money frivolously. Frivolously all- is that word? Yeah, Fri- yeah. Frivolously. frivolously. But um, it's gone. Sorry, it's, I was going to say it's about it's backing yourself. It's you know, and and, and allowing you to get your focus mm. where you really want it to be. Yeah, it's a tool. It can really be used. And I mean, often we get locked into this place where, you know, if money is difficult for us, then we, you know, we, we, uh, you know, if we're kind of like in saving mode and, you know, I would imagine that most people listening to the podcast have been there, you know, it's like, it's, Mm. it's challenging, but there's something to be said for, there were, there was times in my life where I was really in a not very good place. 
and going out of my comfort zone and actually borrowing money in order to do things that were important to me at that time made them did I mean man did I invest did I invest my time Mm -hmm. you know because I couldn't afford it but I believed in the person so my alcohol journey this is a big one as well I believed in the people that were there and I believed in the journey and I went out and I resourced it and I I didn't just turn up to every single thing I turned up like twice I watched I went and then I watched the replay and I absorbed it in a really really deep level and in investing that money then I set myself free and now so it's it can be really, really hard. The, the scarcity and abundance mindset thing isn't directly, often when people talk about it, they talk about it being strapped to money, but it's not just about that. It's about like our connection to the universe. It's like mm-hmm. the, who do I want to be? Like, I want to be powered by the best version of me, not just like not not held back by the fear of, oh, well, what if, what if, what if? Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, if there's something you really want to do and you really, really, I mean, my 28 pound a month that I invest in the climbing hangar, right? it's an amazing spend for me I I love every I I really love watching the money go out because I believe in their business I believe in what they're doing I love what they're doing I love the community that they're building I think it's a bargain for what you get considering you can go as much as you want you get free coaching free classes free socials and I really enjoy giving them the money because I know what it does for me and I know what it does for them there have been places in my life where I've found it very hard to let go of any of that energy, mm. but actually like getting into this place of like, no, this is good for me. I want to invest in this because I know it's going to lift me up. I know it's going to help me create this world that I want to create. Um, mm. there's, there's, there's beauty in that. There's nothing wrong. Like money, it's not a bad thing. We kind of get this message that like, it's, you know, well, we have to save and we have to do this and you know, money's bad. It's like, well, it's exchanges of energy. And if you find yes. something you believe in, and if it's going to be a tool that makes you commit to the journey 120% versus doing something for free mm. where you're not committed, um, I know which one is the better investment. Mm. Absolutely. We, we are going to have to do a big old episode on that because it's, it's such a big subject, but it's so important. I remember just like, I didn't value myself. That's why I was questioning spending $14. I did not value myself at all. And, you know, I think like, particularly, I I think because my orbit's a lot of mums, you know, it's kind of like this, like being selfless, you know, you're the last, so you, you, you buy all the things that you need for your kids and you're kind of like Mm. last. Um, But it's that, that's not helpful to anybody. You know, being selfless, is that, is that, is that what you want to be known for? You want to, that's your legacy to be selfless. Is it like, yeah. And to, to never do the things to feed you, to make you become that person because you were putting that. Yeah, exactly. There's yes. It's, it's a redefining of what it like selfish and selfless and being like, you know, these, you have to redefine what these sort of words mean sometimes mm. and like how they serve us. But you, you know, you, you back yourself. Like when I yeah. started to do that, it, it changed something big time in me. And, and now I like, not, not that I would just go and spend money for the sake of it. I'm still very, uh, in, it's back to intention. I'm still very intentional. But if I can see the value in something, then mm. I'm worth spending that money on. And then, and then you see how the value translates to more value. And it just, you know, it blows up. But this is the whole abundance yeah. mindset thing that you reference. You know, and that's it, really. If you if you if you've done your due diligence, due diligence, and you believe in the thing, and you know you you know really believe in the people running it, and you love what they're doing, um, and you're like, yes, I'm ten out of ten into this, but it's but it feels like you know expensive, or you know, really often it feels as if we're sort of like asking this question of like, can I afford it? When actually, what we're asking ourselves is, am I worth? Am I it? worth it? Exactly. And you know, I now know like I'm worth every. I mean bloody hell 28 pound a month to go out that climbing wall and feel good and all the rest of it it's, that's why it's like that's a bargain what's it truly worth to me infinitely more infinitely yeah. more than 28 pound a month um so yeah this is the thing you know we're not you can't take it with you um and i and it's not easy like and, and trust me i've been in some really dire straits with money um but at the end of the day it's like you know you got to invest in something mm. And, and it's, and it's not, it isn't just you either, is it? So you, you touched on this point about being self, 
I'm going to get it the wrong way around now, selflessly selfish. Yes. So that's one of the, the tenets that we um, have at this naked mind. And it's the understanding of when we're, when we are better because we've filled ourselves up, we're more capable of pouring into others. So the whole point when you're on an, mm. if you can ever fly again, you're on an airplane and you're unfortunate enough for the gas mask, gas mask, oxygen masks to fall down. They always say, don't they, to put on um, uh, yours first and then other people's. And it feels like counter because you're going to save your children. Well, you're going to be the best chance of saving your children if you're still breathing, right? So this is like, it's, it's, it's not just, are you worth it? It's like what what is that gonna what is that gonna open up not just for you but for all of the people that you care about that are around mm. you. So find those things and yeah, go for them. Really, like you know, do them. And you made me think of this. I think what often can happen in a lot of relationships, Ellie, is like if we get two if two people come together and neither one of them ever is able to be selflessly selfish, where they say this is what's right for me, this is what's good for me then we get two people that become less together than they are separate. So like, it's not like two people that come together who become more. It's like neither one of them is actually expressing themselves fully. Yes. And, you know, that's just a way of highlighting that it's, it's like, there's nothing wrong with, with healthy boundaries and doing things for you um, and like setting habits and finding the time. And if you feel like, you know, maybe you're not being supported to make habits, like, have a conversation about that, you know, mm. be honest and say, look, this is really important to me. Like these, these habits are huge. Like I, I feel like I'm, I need to like be supporting myself and building this scaffold and, and have that go on that journey mm. and, and talk to friends and family about that. Mm. Um, it's really, mm. really important. Before we land on our last stepping stone. Yes. And um, we've, we, is... we have, we will be running, this is going to be a, we've got a bonus episode early. We're going to be running into an hour. Not that it matters, but it's good. Flow, this is so good it's stuff. Great. Yeah. The, the last point is kind of about how we keep things going. But before we land there, we were talking about, we've touched very briefly on dopamine at the beginning. And mm. early, just before we started recording, I was talking about this idea of, so if you, if you look at how slot machines or, or, or my, di- my dear little pearl at the arcades on holiday, you know, those claw machines that grab the teddies. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, my God, she's obsessed by them. And it breaks, it breaks your heart because you know that they're rigged, right? Mm. So the guy tells me because it's on a holiday park, they have to set the, um, like the limit at a, what is a reasonable, in inverted commas, amount. I don't know what that amount is. But conversely, he said, if you're on the seafront, the arcades, it's like unlimited. There are no rules around how much money has to go into that thing before it pays out, right? So he said it's very typical for them to wait until they've at least got one or £2,000 in one of those machines before they drop a teddy out, Mm. which to me is diabolical, right? Because you see all these little kids that are in tears because the little the claw's gone along, it's picked the teddy up and it's carried it so far, and then the claw just drops it, right? Because it hasn't picked, it hasn't accumulated enough money, and the kid's sobbing, and then you're putting in. I mean, who, who can who can afford to stand there and put a thousand pounds in until a you know a two-pound teddy drops out? That is so, not a worthwhile investment. No, it's not. But when you've got a kid, honest yeah. to God, the last yeah, yeah. time that we were on holiday. Pearl was inconsolable about this. And I'm trying to explain to a seven-year-old how the machine's rigged through her tears. (laughs) Um, And that there is a happy ending to that story, which ends in a little little soft dog toy called Midnight. But anyway, thanks to her dad, who had like a proper sweat on that, trying to make sure that he actually got the bloody thing. Anyhow, these machines, whether it's those or the slot machines in Vegas, how how it's keeping you there is because of the random payout. So if, if you imagine that you're on the claw machine and every time you've got the reward, you wouldn't stand there for that long, would you, right? Because you've had the reward. But when it's a random payout, you are getting into higher levels of dopamine release. Yes. And, and that is what keeps you there because you might win it. And... It, and, and, and so, you know, there I am standing there with 
a seven-year-old girl crying her eyes out over a soft dog toy. Um, so the point being, you and I were talking about, well, how, how can you use that as a mechanism with uh, building habits and um, maintaining habits? And you said yeah. you had a really good idea. Yeah, quite fun. You can have like a little, uh, like, like a bag or something with random treats ranging from like going for a meal out to you know whatever whatever they're kind of like mini Is things you like want to do wheel of fortune yeah wheel of fortune and then like you know you get through and you're like yeah okay awesome like i did that thing this week like i'm gonna you know and then you like pick your Spin little treat that's it and what do you get and it's like oh yeah this week i'm you know Snack. whatever it is yeah <laughs> it's like have a twix or it's like you know you can you can play with these things um and you can kind of like use it like a, what we're saying is that it's, it's interesting that if you constantly like give yourself the same reward over and over again, it's not necessarily uh, useful and it doesn't like use that system in the best way. Ultimately, mm. the best reward will be how you feel. Mm. Um, but there's nothing wrong with leveraging a little bit of like, so one thing that I is interesting when people are like stopping drinking, I often say is like, you know, tally up the amount of money that you might have spent for one month and like bloody go wild why not yes and and we've got a lovely member of our group our present and sober podcast facebook group who is doing that very thing today so he so our lovely can i say his name is that okay g go on yeah um he's hit a year's worth of uh being alcohol free today i said what are you gonna do to celebrate it's absolutely freaking awesome and uh, and he's got a whole little day planned of some meditation and then going shopping and the shopping is like duh, duh, duh. so I'm dying to see what he like is he going to come back with a Porsche or something like what you know what is this reward that he's yeah um, it's awesome it's awesome so yeah huge congratulations to him I was saying to him this morning like um if you if you set a course for ten people to go alcohol free in the year only three of them will make it based on stats now. I also said to him, I'm hoping that that stat changes, or I believe that stat will change now that there is much more access to other types of yes, methodology. Yes, the method is the thing, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So that's I'm not saying that to diminish hope for anybody, um, but rather just to amplify that it's a big deal, right? It's a, it's a huge deal to get to a year, huge, because in the current situation, not so many people make it. And he and, and, to, and to be very, very um, transparent, he said, to give him his credit, he said, yeah, and I kept trying because mm. it, it didn't happen the first time or the second time. And that's the point. You have to keep trying. You have to keep showing up. That's the intent. That's Ex- it. That's yes. the, I, know, I know what yes. I want and I will exactly. figure out how to get there. By hook exactly. or by crook, I will figure it out. Yay. So... And the reason I'm rushing a little bit is because I, I need a, um, a little natural break. So let's get this last pad done so that I can chip off. And um, so the last one, the last thing that we wanted to talk about was um, how we maintain. And we were talking about how you don't set. So we've talked extensively about creating your personalized plan, your tailored plan of habits. It doesn't stay that way. You don't do it and then go, yes, I've got it. I've done it. That's how it's going to be for the rest of my life because mm. things change. Mm. So you need to maintain a level of flexibility and adaptability to be able to change things and be graceful as, as you go through your life. It's not, it isn't always going to look the same. And things are going to change within your habits too. This is all about, you, you've kind of done the crafting and then you're going to hone it and then you're going to potentially craft it again in a different way. Different seasons, different reasons. Oh my God, he's full of it today, isn't he, folks? <laughs> Where does it come from? Smart, borrowed different from seasons for different reasons. <laughs> they're, all, they're all borrowed from somewhere. I just forget where from. Sorry to whoever they're from. No, it's good. But the... The, the overarching theme here is about awareness, cultivating awareness. Mm. So that you're not so rigid that, right, this is how it's always got to be. It's be, being aware of what's working, what's not working. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
having curiosity and an open mind, all the things that we always talk about as fundamental to making your life bigger. And within that awareness, like we were talking earlier, Sam, about how, you know, simple things that you can do, like, right, I'm going to, just for, just to see, so I've always meditated and then journaled. What I'm now going to do is I'm going to try journaling and then meditating, and I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And being playful with it and, and just noticing, just noticing. And then feeling, like, like some, some people possibly want more, of a plan or a structure to work to and like, you know, ticking the box. That's another way of getting a bit of dopamine is ticking the box. Yeah. I love a bit of dopamine. Using a habit tracker, but I, that, that works against me because I'm so bloody competitive. So if, so I end up doing things for the wrong reason, right? (laughs) I'm, I'm more, I'm more jazz and uh, it's, you know, see, see how it goes. I'm, I'm more, you know, fluid I think with it then like I I I did use a habit tracker for a while because I was doing it with one of my groups and uh, and and it just became something for me to fight with so (laughs) I've not gone back there um but for some people it's really really helpful so again it's about noticing right so I'm aware that with a habit tracker it's like um I always remember one of my lovely clients also talking about insight timer so on insight timer I just use it for the the little bell at the end the little lembazu at the end and she was saying how she recognized like you, you get these like little stars and little badges for how long you've meditated for mm. and whether you meditate uh so many days consecutively and all of this <laughs> and she was getting entrenched in this like competitive behavior around gathering these stars for what right for what because you got a bit of dopamine the first time you got your star however when it starts to work against you and your intention because you are, i'm going to meditate because i want to get my star that's you know you're not necessarily going to get the benefits that you're looking for mm. yeah was there anything balance. you wanted to um say about adaptability and flexibility to just experiment i've just been through a really big life change um you know i've come off of going to from going to school and being like on the on the school timetable and working you know really long hours um to having more open space for me to you know use and so I've started so for previously I would always go to the gym after work because I wouldn't have time to fit it in before um and I have started like now I'm going to the gym in the morning but I don't eat until later so I've been having fasted workouts so I was like well I'm going to find out how I feel and then I was like Mm. well okay well there's certain things I need to do if I'm not going to eat to support myself after a fasted workout so there's certain things that I do to do that um but like, and it's messing around with, with how I feel and, and, and what I do. And I was always somebody who was, I was convinced that if I woke up at half past six, yeah. And then went and did my creative writing and stuff like that. That's when I did that best. Um, and in the end, I realized that, well, I'm going to experiment with doing that after I've been to the gym and done these other things, because I, I'm noticing that it's much more challenging for me to get to the gym if I do it later in the day. Um, and interestingly, I'm finding that when I come back, and go into those creative writing modes and all the rest of it, having gone and done a workout, actually I'm, I can, I can fall into that mode very easily. It was just a story I was telling myself. Mm. Um, so I think we have to, yeah, experiment, see how we feel, collect data and just continue to move things around yeah. um, and start stacking these habits in a way, little bit by little bit, and then like stacking them in a way that works for us because we're all different. You know, we're all different. Some people love working out in the afternoon. Some people like working out in the morning. Some people love meditating when they wake up. Some people love meditating after journaling because they've done a brain dump and they find that they're more focused. You know, it's mm. it's mm. it's different for all of us. So so yeah, it's just just echoing what you said, really. Yeah, I, I love I love that point about it being an experiment, and and just in that example there, how that released something for you. It yeah. just shows, doesn't it, the power of how you approach something, the way that you frame it, it can, it can change the trajectory of where you're going. Huge. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Oh, okay. Right. That was cool. I'm off, I'm, I'm off for a tea break. <laughs> All right. I could do with a tea break as well. Um, lovely. Right. Lovely listeners. Thanks for tuning in as ever. Unbelievable. Please go and, uh, 
tune in you know please do keep leaving us reviews and all those amazing things you're doing spread the word um we are slowly growing which is amazing um you know we're mm. the listenership is is increasing and it's just lovely we've got some amazing guests lined up for you that's very very exciting oh my goodness um, i'm not gonna give away too much talk. oh my no oh my goodness i'm gonna burst we have got some huge guests coming up and what would be really really helpful is we, we love seeing the reviews and I think Sam's mentioned this before. If you wouldn't, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review, and particularly like an episode like this where we're talking about really tangible stuff, can you leave us a review that talks about the specific thing that's helped you in this episode? Because yeah. then it's just a little gift that keeps on giving to other people that might be looking around for a little bit of inspiration and help. Yeah. Amazing. Awesomeness. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Have a lovely this has week. It's been team. a wonderful one. Love you all. Mm. See ya. <laughs>